Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. Fact. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I'm looking for my rundown. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Did you say website? Sure, I did. <laughs> Just got done bragging about how I say everything right correctly the first time. time. Exactly right. And then you called your own phone. Mm-hmm. You know what? Listen, <laughs> here so, we are. <laughs> not going to give somebody a free basket. <laughs> Today is Thursday, September sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Seventy days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday! Yeah. To Craigway. The goat. Happy birthday, Craig. Today is the 29th birthday for Craigway. We, we we certainly wish him a very happy birthday. The goat, uh, good I people. I texted him earlier and said happy birthday, and I guess it happened to me when you were on the show yeah. on the horn with him, and I said, well, I'm sorry that you had to talk yeah. to Tepper on it's your on your day. That I've been there. <laughs> it's I awful. I know. Yeah. Imagine imagine dealing with me on your birthday. That is like Yuck. nightmares. Anyway, <laughs> happy birthday, Craig. Uh, today is episode 1,241. Yes. 1,241. 42. 42. 42. 1,242. On today's show, guys, we've got the... Very controversial Buck Groove Guide. I'm going to tell you what to watch this weekend. Then we've got the picks, my high school football predictions for week four, the Texas high school football season. We'll round it all out with our college football burning questions for week three of the college football season. We've got all that coming up for you on this internet program that we also turn into a podcast. That, I mean, yeah, realistically, that's exactly how the timeline works. That's how these things come. Do we have first four through the door, Mademoiselle? We sure do. It was Brent Homan, Rob Hathaway, who's feasting still, uh, Ryan Smiga, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome in, fellas. Shout out Brent Homan. Yes. I mean, naturally, Always. Generally. But also shout out Brent Homan's kid. Hair. Do you see that lettuce? Dude. Do you see that flow? Elite. Excellent. It's elite. That's That's prime mullet. Very, very good. All right, Pickle, it's time for maybe the most controversial segment that we do here. The Butt Groove Guide. Guide. So last week, we got 
some feedback on the Buck Groove Guide. Dude, we kind of got... Positive and negative. Yeah, we got we blown got, up a little bit. We had some people who are in my menchies mm-hmm. who are very upset that I recommended some games. Yeah, we even had some of our own that were upset with us. <laughs> had some people in the menchies who did not like the Buck Groove Guide because they thought that... that or, or at least they did not like my selections for the Buck Groove Guide. <laughs> we also had a couple of people chime in and say... I love the butt groove guide, yeah. and it's giving me a good guide for what to do this weekend. Yeah. And to to you, we say, welcome aboard. Happy to have you. <laughs> um, here's how it works. This is uh, We are working under the assumption that you don't want to leave your couch. Because who would want to leave your couch? You don't. Couch is great. I haven't been to your couch. I bet it's great. I know you, and you're great, and I wouldn't expect you to have anything less than a couch up to your standards. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is we need to find a way to get you sitting on your couch all weekend. We got to work, really work into the groove of the couch. Yeah, because what's a good couch without a good butt groove? Uh, it's nothing. Can't find at it. At that point, at that point. Throw it, it may, away. It's at, too late. At that point, it may as well be somebody else's couch. You're darn stinking right. Okay. So we're going to tell you what to watch how to where to stream games and where to watch games all across uh, the state this weekend. Of course, uh, Dave Campbell's Texan Live. We've got a variety of games. How many games do we have this weekend? And we just added like a couple more. Yeah, more we're going to mention. Yeah, there, keep in mind this schedule was incredibly fluid this weekend because of her, Hurricane Nichols mm-hmm. or Nicholas that was coming down and hitting hitting the Gulf Coast down there. So it's been very fluid, but we've yes. got a plethora of games still. A buku bunch of games that we're going to get you we're also working under the assumption that you have no more than three screens okay yes. that you have tv computer phone okay so only three at a time if you got more than that please subscribe to dave campbell's texas football and think about becoming an investor how about that all right pickle thursday date line. that's tonight tonight's thursday got a nice little slate of games that you can watch on texan live uh at six o'clock uh montgomery lake creek uh, which is, I believe, our reigning 5A team of the week, um, takes on Katie Morton Ranch. Uh, Chase Snyder's on the call there. So certainly keep an eye on that one. That starts at 6. 6.30 is, in my opinion, the main event. In my opinion, switch over to Katie and the Woodlands. We haven't talked a ton about the Woodlands, but they're 2-1. This is 2-1 versus 3-0. Good matchup there. Uh, probably one of the better matchups in the Houston area this week, although it's a really loaded slate in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. But Katie in the Woodlands. And then at 7 o'clock, if you are so inclined, Manville plays Rosenberg Terry. Uh, I will tell you that the computer does not project a close game in that one. But if you want to watch Manville, Manville is a top three team and uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football's 5A Division One rankings. Certainly get some eyes on them. That's what you can do tonight because there's no college football games tonight, uh, at least involving Texas teams, not that I know of. Friday! Dateline! Friday. First of all, at 6 o'clock, you can turn on Katie Tompkins and uh, Claire Creek. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Tompkins is the favorite in this one. Tompkins is undefeated, looking very good. But if you want to get a look at the post-Jalen Milrow Falcons, you can see that. And it's 6 o'clock. What else are you doing at 6 o'clock? Eating dinner with your family? Lame. Watch this football game on Texan Live. 7 o'clock. Things get interesting at 7 o'clock. You got a couple of big-time choice nugs. Got some real choice nugs here, okay? There's a lot of them. 7 o'clock. I'm going to send you three different places, okay? The first place I'm going to send you is Atascacita and Denton Geyer. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's probably the headline matchup here. Do you know who's on that call? I don't. 
it is Gavin and Matt Stepp. The dynamic what? duo is back again for a wow. big time headliner on Friday night. Wow. Okay, that's that's very interesting. Um, so at seven o'clock, I certainly want you locked in on that. That's that's one of them. The next one I want to send you to might be a little bit off your radar, but I think it's a really important and good game and a good measuring stick for two teams. And it's, it's Houston CE King, Sheldon technically, Sheldon IC, and Huntsville. Battle of Unbeatens. Um, I think both of these teams are flying under the radar, and it's a really good test for both of them. So I want you to be on Sheldon CE King and Huntsville at, um, uh, at 7 o'clock. So here's the thing. I want to give you a third game, and the third game is going to be Silsby and Pleasant Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, although, boy, you could also do Navasota and Huffman Hargrave, which I think is a low-key banger. Yeah. Um, you could do either of those. Your mileage may vary. But here's the problem, okay? Here's the problem. There's too many good games. Mm-hmm. There's too many good games. Because at 7.30, I also need you to clear a screen. Yes. Because at 7.30... A new edition. Live... Uh, in fact, I gotta have you clear two screens. This yeah. stinks, because seven thirty live from Curtis Barbea Field in Newton on TexanLive.com. We'll have we'll have Newton West Orange Stark, and that's a banger. That game is really interesting because I don't think we know anything about either of these teams, Mm-mm. and and it'll be a rock fight. It will be really intriguing to see this game. Newton West Orange Stark. I need you to clear the decks. And by the way, I'm also gonna recommend a game. That's not on Texan Live. This is a first for the Buck Group mm, guys this week. All right. 7.30 p.m., WFAA.com. Yes. I believe it's our friend Mike Leslie. Yes. Uh, calling he calls. DeSoto and Duncanville. Mm-hmm. That game, WFAA.com. Uh, you can watch it on their on their stream. Um, you can also see live hits on Valley Sports Southwest. You can also do that. From some jabroni who's mm-hmm. going to be on the sideline. <laughs> so... 7.30 p.m. It's Duncanville and DeSoto. That's tomorrow night. Uh, Reginald Samples chasing 300. Mm-hmm. He can become the first black coach to ever win 300, become the 13th coach in Texas high school football history to win 300 games. Uh, a lot of history. Massive, huge implications in this one because these are two, I think these are two playoff teams. Right. me. And they both are almost certain to go Division One. Yep. So seeding implications in this one. Keep an eye on this. I was just to say, I've talked to both coaches earlier this weekend. There's, uh, there were district champion oh, yeah. talk being held in the first week of Especially district play. Especially Cedar Hill has kind of fallen back, back to the pack yep. a little bit. Yes, a district title could be on the line tonight in the District of Doom, District 11 6A. So, that's a lot of games, and you're going to need to be quick on the clicker. I was going to say, it's a, it's a remote night. Because of the six games that I just mentioned for Friday night, one of them will be a, a ding-dong bad game. Don't watch it. You yeah. know what I mean? One Some, of them will, someone will fall one off. One of them will end up being 34 nothing at halftime, and you can just change it. But you need to be nimble on this one. So there you go. That's what you should watch on Friday night. Of course, you should also watch uh, six hours of uh, continuous live Texas high school football coverage on Valley Sports Southwest. Yes. Ding. <laughs> um, Saturday. Date line. Okay. Let's go to our favorite website. Not TexasFootball.com. But instead, LSUFootball.net slash TV schedule.htm. That's where you can find all the games that are listed for Texas colleges. Here's what I want you to do. It's a, it's a, it's an it's actually a, a things get super busy at the at the night spot, but I also don't think there's as many good games in the mm-hmm. night spot. So here's what we need to do. 11 a.m. You got A&M in New Mexico. Uh, that game is on the SEC network. Um, watch that game. 
to see what the offense looks like with Zach Calzada on the on the on the, uh, at the helm, what kind of changes they've made, how they've been able to make this work. So watch that. That's at eleven two thirty. You can go two wide. You can go Baylor at Kansas. If Baylor struggles at Kansas, we have major problems. Uh, but get an eye on them. It's a conference opener. Watch that game. Uh, SMU's at Louisiana. Uh, by the way, that Baylor game is on um, ESPN Plus. Get the wallet out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is where are you well okay well come on smu's at louisiana tech at 230 on cbs sports network that's tasty that's an interesting matchup and um and a game smu's a favorite in this one but it is a uh it's a road trip road trip to rustin rustin Mm -hmm. and you know you don't screw around with that and this is a this is an smu team that looked pretty good last week but i will also say as we'll bring up in burning questions i have a couple of question marks about their offense or Mm -hmm. their 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 past defense yep because jace ruder you know jace ruder put up a lot of yards yeah it was a lot of garbage time but he put up a lot of yards if you get over 500 yards so louisiana tech is going to test them so keep an eye on that one that's at 230 so then you get to five then you get to the afternoon slate at five o'clock uh the weird kickoff five o'clock it's on espn plus middle tennessee uh, takes on UTSA in a conference opener. Uh, UTSA they should roll. That game should be over should by Should roll. I think UTSA is better than them. Middle Tennessee is in a bad way. Yes. Um, but UTSA should roll at home. They're 12 and a half point favorites. I th- but but keep an eye on it because there won't be anything g- going on. At that point, Baylor should have run away from Kansas, and so you can flip over to that. Six o'clock where things get interesting because you've also got some 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 high school football games. Uh, to consider now, I don't know if there's a high school football game. I think you should always watch the games on uh, on Texan Live. Absolutely, we've got three of them on Saturday. Um, if I am to tell you, we actually have four. Oh, do we? what's the other one? Uh, at noon, Cy Springs and Cy Park. Oh, okay. Cy yeah, Springs. I think that one got moved. Okay, Cy Springs, Cy Park. Uh, that's 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 decent. Uh, you can watch Cypress Springs and Cy, uh, Cy Park. That's a decent game. Cy Park is, is 3-0. Um, they should roll in that mm-hmm. game. But again, that's another instance. It's a district game. Um, is that right? Is that a district game? Yes. Ba, 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 ba. It's a district game. Yes. And um, and you get some eyes on a coming, up-and-coming program that you probably haven't watched before. So Cy Park and Cy Springs, that's at 6 o'clock, I suppose, on Saturday. Uh, also at 6 o'clock. I would probably recommend the best games probably Lamarck and Solidate and Umbolt. That's at least the closest game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I would say is those are two teams that I think are going to be vying for a uh, a uh, vying for a playoff spot. I believe this is their last dis- non-district tune-up. So maybe get into there and watch that game. I will be honest. You should also be paying attention to some college football action. And as far as college football is concerned. I mean, it's not an awesome slate. I mean, honestly, the the most intriguing game is probably, and you know I don't like to say this, mm-hmm. it's UAB in North Texas. Now, that's on stadium. Mm-hmm. Fine stadium. Um, you can watch that. That's probably the best game. You've also got Florida International at Tech. That is another game where it shouldn't be close. They they should be done by the first quarter on that one. Don't worry about that one, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but then if you want, you know, just for the sake of, uh, of fun, if you're into this kind of thing, on the Longhorn Network, Rice is at Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, the night slate on Saturday is fair. Uh, Isn't there, There's a couple of big-time national games, right? Yeah, Am okay. I now I need you Auburn, to hit... Auburn-Penn State's on ABC, like... Okay. When's the Hit Alabama the game? most important game real fast on Saturday. 
your wife would agree with me on this one. What is the most important game on Saturday? Real, real late night. Gonna need your coffee. Oh, that is the most <laughs> important game. Guys, FS1, mm-hmm. 11.30 p.m. kickoff. <laughs> Hawaii hosts San Jose State. A night game Stay up in all night. Hawaii. Stay up all night. Watch that game. That'll be good. I do also want to shout out one other game, okay? Another game, and let me make sure I get this right. And we'll talk about this um, on um, on our college football burning questions. On the Lone Star Conference Network, a streaming network, okay? It is our small college game of the week, and it's a good one mm-hmm. in the Lone Star Conference as Angelo State takes on Midwestern State. Number 20 versus number 17, mid, number 20 Midwestern State, number 17 Angelo State. This is on Lone Star Conference Network. It is a pay-per-view game, but it, or, it's a, or it's a pay-per-view service. You can log into that. But it kicks off at 6 o'clock Saturday. That may actually be the best game on Saturday night. Uh, Angelo State and Midwestern State. So that is a game. That is your butt groove guide. That's how you should spend your weekend on the couch. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage, high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused in social, environmental, and economic well-being for our future. Today's Spotlight Game of the Week features the Duncanville Panthers and the DeSoto Eagles going down there in DeSoto, where we will be spotlighting two our two Sustainability Champions Award winners, Alexis Solis from Duncanville and Joshua Straw from DeSoto. Thank you, Takis, for your support of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. If you're going to be out there at Duncanville and DeSoto, make sure you go say hi to our friends at the Takis booth. It'll mm-hmm. be fun. All right, Pickle. Week four of the Texas high school football season is officially upon us. And um, I've, I've kept every promise that I've made, which is got at least one of them right every single week. Let's see if we can keep that Tell rolling. Fair. Now, one thing to note, and this is my bad. No, this is straight up on me. The audio is rough, so just hang with us. <laughs> audio is a little, little fuzzy, so hang with us. Uh, here's the picks for week four of the Texas high school ball season here on Texas Football Today. We're entering the thick of Texas high school football season, and things are only heating up. These are the picks. Welcome to the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week three was supposed to be a relatively slow week in Texas high school football, but this sport has a history of surprising you. We had a number of big-time upsets that kind of shook up the state rankings anywhere you looked across the Lone Star State, and that has us really excited about a big week four slate of games everywhere you look, including a number of key district matchups and some opportunities to really find out if teams are contenders or pretenders. We start in Tuscola. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Indian Stadium in Tuscola. It is a 2A versus 3A clash as the Cisco Lobos visit the Jim Ned Indians. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Cisco's young core. Cisco's off to a 3-0 start with their multiple-eye offense, and that might be a little bit surprising, especially considering Coach Kevin Stinnett's squad has a number of young pieces at key spots. Quarterback Hunter Long, just a junior, their top running back, Trent Houston, 
also a junior. Now they have some veteran players on that offense as well, but the heavy lifting from the skill position spot has been done by juniors, underclassmen. They're off to a great start. They were up against a big challenge this week against this Jim Nett defense led by Tanner Hussman. So, can this Cisco offense keep humming, or will Jim Nett find a way to slow this young core down? Key number two, the X factor. And the X factor here is Xavier Wishart, the running back for Jim Ned. The 3A cover boy in Dave Campbell's Texas football is off to a relentless start in their 3-0 run. He's run for more than 550 yards and seven touchdowns in their first three games and shows no sign of slowing. I mean, plain and simply, looks like one of the very best players in Class 3A. And we saw that last year on display in their state championship win. Now, he's up against a very interesting and, I think, physical Cisco defense led by Dawson Hearn at the middle linebacker spot, the reigning district MVP. I think that's a big clash is what's going to happen when this front seven for Cisco goes up against Xavier Wishart in this grinding running attack. So can Xavier Wishart be the X factor in this game? And key number three, close call. For Jim Ned this season, they're 3-0 and and they're kind of been ho-hum wins, right? Kind of blown out their first three opponents, as you would expect from the number one team in 3A Division One. For Cisco, hasn't been as easy. Now, they've been playing good teams, but their last two games, they've needed overtime. They went to double overtime in their win over Wall, and then last week, they needed overtime to beat Breckenridge. So, they have some experience in close games, but they've also not been able to pull away from their opponents. So, if this game is close late, is that an advantage for Cisco? Who am I picking? I'm going with Jim Ned. Being at home certainly helps, but I think they also have the single individual best playmaker in this game in Xavier Wishart, who's also a defensive star, and that's where I really want to focus here. I think this Jim Ned defense may be underrated, or at least underappreciated. We pay so much attention to the running game and the offense and what Coach Matt Fanning has done there offensively, but I think their defense is really stout and really strong, and that might be the difference in this one. I just have the chance to be a low-scoring slugfest and a really physical matchup out there in the big country, but I think Jim Ned has the edge give me the Indians. How about a district matchup in the District of Doom? 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Eagle Stadium in DeSoto it is an 11-6A clash as the Duncanville Panthers take on the DeSoto Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the Panthers' growing pains. So week one was not super awesome for Duncanville as they got their doors blown off by Modern Day, a school out of California who probably needs no introduction. They're an all-star team out of California. But playing some of the offense, kind of got exposed in that one. You know, last year, they were so reliant on what Roderick Daniels did. He was such a big-time game-changer for them, and I think that this Duncanville offense is still kind of finding its way with new quarterback Solomon James and the running back Malachi Medlock. Now, they're going to get going, and last game against South Oakland, they looked a lot better offensively, but there are still some offensive growing pains. So, can DeSoto make those growing pains worse, or will Duncanville figure it out offensively? Key number two, DeSoto's home runs. I think if the Eagles are going to win this game, they've got to hit a couple of big plays, and they can do that. They've got five touchdowns of 20-plus yards this year with quarterback Matt Allen hitting guys like Mike Murphy and Jontae Cook, a talented receiver core there at DeSoto. They've got a huge test on their hands against one of the most dangerous defenses in all of Texas uh, for Duncanville, led by Omari Abor and Jordan Crook. This defense can absolutely fly and take you out of whatever game plan you have in mind. So, can DeSoto hit a couple of big plays, or will Duncanville snuff them out? In key number three, Reginald Samples chases history. 
So it could be a really special night in DeSoto if Duncanville were to win. Reginald Samples, the coach there at Duncanville, is sitting on 299 wins. A 300th win would make him the 13th coach in UIL, Texas high school football history, to win 300 games. And it would make him the first black coach to accomplish that, which resonates certainly in the state of Texas. Now, DeSoto would love nothing more than to deny Coach Samples that milestone and get a critical district win. But make no mistake, there's going to be a lot of eyes on the sideline in this one because of the history that could be made. So, plain and simple, can Reginald Samples reach that milestone? Who am I picking? I'm going with Duncanville. I give the edge to the Panthers because I think that that defense is good enough to keep them in pretty much any game, even if their offense is scuffling a little bit here at the beginning of the season. I'm telling you, Amari Abel, Jordan Crook, this Duncanville defense is nasty, and I think they're going to be able to flex their muscles a little bit on Friday night. I don't think DeSoto's going to be able to drive on Duncanville, which is why I think that it's going to be really important for quarterback Matt Allen to take care of the football and hit a couple big plays over the top, take the top off of this defense. Uh, now, these are two teams that don't like each other. These are a big rivalry matchup, two teams that are not particularly fond of one another, and it could get a little bit chippy out there. I think this game is close, but I do think that Duncanville wins it, and I think that Reginald Samples makes history. Give me the Panthers. Let's go to Golden Triangle, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Curtis Barbet Field in Newton. It is a 4A versus 3A clash with the West Orange Stark Mustangs take on the Newton Eagles. And this feels like a game we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams. You know, West Orange Stark took that week one loss to a good 5A Nederland team. But we don't really know a ton about Cornell Thompson's Mustangs this year. I think the same can be said for Newton. You know, they've blown out three teams that I think they're just frankly, better than uh, and have kind of rolled past them, this is a really big test for both of these sides. All eyes, I think, are going to be on the blue link defense for West Orange Stark going up against DeAnthony Gatson and this ferocious Newton rushing attack. What happens when those two get on the field? I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. I get the slight edge to Newton. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Lane Stadium in Poth. It's a state-ranked matchup between the Shiner Comanches and the Poth Pirates. You know, Poth is off to a really hot start this season, cracking the top 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football thanks to a relentless defense. Trevor Fuller at the linebacker spot leads the Pirates' defense, and they're going to get a big test this week against the defending 2A Division I state champs in Shiner, led by that terrific running game with Dalton Brooks and Doug Brooks. I think this game's going to be a lot of fun, and I actually think this game has a chance to be a real low-scoring slugfest. I don't see this game getting into the 30s or 40s or anything like that, but I do think this game's going to be a lot of fun. I give the edge to Shiner. It's 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Highlander Stadium in Dallas. It is a 1998. Yeah. It's that serious, but I think that they have a big test on their hands this week against one of the hottest teams in Texas, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, as quarterback Braden Locke and wide receiver Noble Johnson put on a show last week against Lake Travis. This is another huge test for this young Highland Park defense. Now, it's also a big test for the Rockwall defense, which has been... Okay, it's been good enough, but they got a big test in quarterback Brennan Store and this Scott's offense, which I think is really starting to hit its stride. I think this game's going to be really interesting, and believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying it, I'm going to pick against Highland Park at home. Give me Rockwall. But those are far from the only big games in week four of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. 
I like Vanderbilt Industrial over Tidehaven. I'm going to go with Canatillo over El Paso Del Valle. And I think Austin LBJ stays hot. I think they beat Liberty Hill. Vida over Bay City. I'm going with Divine over Pleasanton. And I think West keeps it rolling with a win over Rogers. I'm going with Huffman Hargrave over Navasota. Give me Spearman to take down Vega. And in a surprise matchup with Von Beatons, I like McCamey over Forsan. I'm going with El Dorado over Wink. Give me Love Lady to take down Norman G. And Brian Rutter beats Port Lavaca Calhoun. I'm going with Cuero to beat Geronimo Navarro. Give me Childress to take down Shallow Water. And I like Mason in a real close one over Wall. I'm going with San Antonio Southwest Legacy to get by Del Rio. Give me Wichita Falls Rider over Odessa. And in a matchup of two teams that made big headlines in week two, I like Umbel Tascacito over Denton Geyer. I like Gilmore to get by Lindale. Give me Houston C.E. King over Huntsville. And McAllen beats Brownsville Veterans Memorial. Battle of Unbeatens in the San Antonio area. I like San Antonio Taft over San Antonio Marshall. And in the 590th meeting between Argyle and La Vega, give me Argyle. Holiday takes down Bells, and in our six-man game of the week, it's a good one. Battle of Unbeatens, I like Jayton over Valley. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week four of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week four of the Texas high school football season. As always, I predict I got at least one of those right. And if I go 0 for 36 or whatever, then uh, I'll just quit. That's fair. That seems, that seems like it's fair. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. If you want more in-depth uh, preview of this week's high school football action, listen to Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast, which came out on Monday evening. That's right. All right, we're over here in the... Did we ever figure out a name for this place? No, but we need to. Okay. Uh, we're over here in the uh, the chill zone. Um, <laughs> here as We are uh, ready to answer some college football burning questions. Entering week three of the college football season. Uh, a number of games to get to Pickle with questions for each of them. Pickle, where are we starting? Let's go with our small college game of the week. Who is the Lone Star Conference favorite now? And we're looking at number 20 Midwestern State at number 17 Angelo State, 6 p.m. on Saturday. It's a, it's a fair question now. Since Midwestern State last week kind of turned the Lone Star Conference upside down with their, you know, let's be frank, upset win over AM Commerce. I think AM Commerce was everyone kind of penciling them as, in as at least the favorite in a good league. Now, I think there is an argument that the winner of this game between Angelo State and Midwestern State is the front runner in the Lone Star Conference. There's also something to be said for teams like West Texas A&M, mm -hmm. uh, which I think are, 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 are doing good things. Keep an eye. I think this game's going to be interesting. Great quarterback matchup in this one. Dylan Sterling Cole on the Midwestern State side and Zach Bronkhorst on the uh, Angelo State side. I think Angelo's kind of flown under the radar a little bit so far this year, but here's an opportunity for them to get them in San Angelo and get a win. I think there's a fair argument, like I said, AM Commerce ain't going away, by the way. I think they'll be they'll be right back in the mix. But I do think that there's an argument that the winner of this game on Saturday is the new favorite in the Lone Star Conference, which would be very especially if it's if it's Midwestern State, then they would have wins arguably over the two closest in back to back weeks. In back to back that's weeks. Not necessarily yeah. an easy feat to ever do. Exactly right. So keep an eye on this one. 
Uh, this is a big game on the Lone Star Conference Network on Saturday night. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we've got Rice traveling to DKR on 7 p.m. on Saturday. What's a reasonable expectation for Casey Thompson on Saturday? I think, again, a lot of, a lot of this is going to come down to how a quarterback at Texas this year handles playing behind an offensive line that is probably just not up to snuff, mm-hmm. right? Especially on the interior, especially guard, center guard. They just are, they got, they got blasted last week against, against Arkansas, and that's why they lost. So here comes Casey Thompson, uh, who I think the idea being that they, that uh, Coach Sarkeesian feels better about a quarterback like Casey Thompson under pressure than maybe Hudson Card. Mm-hmm. So I want to look. I want to see a guy who feels like he's showing composure in this game. I feel uh, like you've got to go out there too and see confidence. Yeah, because absolutely. Because if you're going, if you're in this back and forth and back and forth on who are you going to pick, what are you going to do, you have to go out there against a team like Rice and just absolutely blaze them in the first quarter. Confidence, composure is mm-hmm. what I want to see from the quarterback spot, right? Uh, a guy who's able to, you know, deal with the pressure that's going to come because I think Rice's front is actually pretty decent and yeah. could give them an up, could give them some challenges. I mean, make no mistake, right? Uh, Texas is going to win this game, uh, but I do think that this is a really intriguing test for an offense that last week did not look good, mm-hmm. looked pretty good in their opener. Where where does the actual reality lie? We'll probably find out a little bit more this week, although they kind of overmatch Rice, in my opinion. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's go to a game that I believe you will be in attendance at, UAB at North Texas, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. What is step number one for improving that North Texas defense that has been so historically terrible? I, <laughs> I will be there. How about uh, that? I will be in person for this game, and I'm excited to see it. Step one, I think, is pretty clear. They've got to start getting some pressure. Yeah. They are, they are, I believe, one of 12 FBS teams that do not have a sack this year. Um, they are, the, the, the pressure has been non-existent. Deion Noble up front, but it's got to come off the edge uh, is where they've got, they've got to start getting some pressure off the edge. Now, now part of it is, look, they played SMU, mm-hmm. who they're, they're worse than. And in their opener, they played, was it Northwestern State? Uh, uh, yes. That's right. Northwestern State, who they probably just weren't sending the dogs after. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of expectation. They were probably playing a pretty vanilla defense against Northwestern State. They've got to start getting pressure. And UAB will carve them up if they don't. That is a huge is a huge question for them, is can they start getting pressure on the quarterback and get into the backfield and wreak a little bit of havoc? I think they've got to quit giving themselves an out to just saying, oh, well, we're seeing improvement from last year. You were awful yeah, last year you can't keep letting you have to actually start doing well you can't is, just keep yeah. showing improvement that's damning with faint praise mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think the biggest thing is they've got to start getting pressure what's next pickle up next let's head down to central ish texas uh texas state versus incarnate word texas state versus incarnate word over under on 89.5 total points at 6 p.m on saturday uh i think this is going to be pretty pointsy incarnate word can score um, but they can't all. They also kind of can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for Texas State, this would be a really good opportunity to get that offense really humming. You know what I mean? It's been fits and starts so far this season. Really get that offense humming. Uh, I am going to take the under. I think that's a little overcooking it. Is eighty nine and a half? <laughs> but because basically what you're saying is forty five. Both teams are going to be yeah. close to or if not in the forties. Um, 
I think that this is pretty high scoring because I think both these teams have some firepower. I think the Texas State's going to be able to get a couple of stops and come away with a win. A very interesting matchup, though, that I do think will give an opportunity for Texas State to kind of open up the playbook and get that offense rolling a little bit. Uh, it's, a big, it's a big key for them if they're going to contend and, and, and contend for bowl eligibility uh, this year. So I, I want to see this offense take a step forward, and this would be a really nice step forward against an FCS team. What's next, Pickle? We always talk about how week three is uh, it's really hard to figure out data and mm. what team other than Houston is tougher to figure out. Grambling at Houston, 6 p.m. on Saturday. Is the Houston that we see playing Grambling closer to the week one kooks or the week two kooks? This will be close. This week it'll be closer to week two, right? It'll be closer to what they were against Rice because they should overmatch Grambling, much mm -hmm. in the sense that it became pretty clear that they overmatched Rice last week. Uh, my concern for Houston is that these are, in my opinion, Rice and Grambling are the two worst teams on their schedule. Um, they should blow them out. It should be 63-7. They should name their score. But go back to week one when they played Texas Tech, which I think is a pretty decent avatar for what they are. I think mm -hmm. that I think Tech and, and Houston are pretty similar in that regard. And and they kind of got dominated after the opening 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I think Texas, Texas Tech was pretty clearly the better team. Mm -hmm. And so... What I want to see, because with one of the big questions is whether or not Clayton Toon and the offense can take care of the football. Yeah. They didn't, it, did, it wasn't a problem against Rice. It should not be a problem against Grambling. Right. But it will be a problem against Memphis. It will be a problem against some of the better AAC teams, right? And so for me, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a great gauge of where they are. Mm -mm. I fear that they're closer to week one than they were in week two. But... They should come out here and dominate a team that they're better than, a team that they overmatch uh, against Grambling. Bigger tests ahead, but they need to they need to continue to take a step forward, especially on the offensive side. That's got to be that's got to be critical for them. Right. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's head out to Lubbock as FIU takes on Texas Tech, 6 p.m. on Saturday. Tech's going to be three and zero for the first time since 2017, <laughs> right? Nervous laughter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah, they should. Like, you know, but also last week shouldn't have been a problem, right? right. FIU stinks. They FIU's, are bottom of the barrel. FIU is butt. And and, and, and and Texas Tech should have absolutely no problem. And hopefully, here is the optimist's version of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like the third time I've mentioned this on, on the show this week, but uh, a podcast that I'm fond of, Solid Verbal, says you got to win your clunkers, yep. right? Win your clunkers. They had a clunker last week against Texas against against Stephen F. Austin. And we we like ugly wins. Hopefully but... that's a wake up call. And they go and they take now they take on a team that they overmatch, like they should have overmatched SF, SFA. Although I don't think SFA's lunch me. Mm -hmm. They should go out there and overmatch them. Hopefully last week was a wake up call. They they get in a, a rhythm and they blow the doors off of FIU. These starters should be out by halftime. But if they're they or at do. least in the third quarter, yeah. yeah. If they're not we've got bigger issues to address for Matt Wells' bunch. And so they they will be 3-0. They're going to beat FIU. But I think in a lot of ways style points are important here because they got no style points last week. They need to kind of make up for that if they're going to be a 3-0 team that's not like, you know, oh, 3-0, but they're not actually that good. Yeah, but watch them go mm -hmm. over uh, go the win, next. Go winless yeah, in Big 12 in, play. Yeah, in Big 12 play. Exactly. What's next, Pickle? 
Up next, we head to another Conference USA matchup as Middle Tennessee takes on UTSA down there in the Alamo Dome at 5 p.m. on Saturday. What is the most important unit to UTSA starting Conference USA play 0 and 1? Secondary, 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 secondary. <laughs> secondary. Off the bus. The secondary. <laughs> the secondary. No, 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 no. Now I will say this: Middle Tennessee, they're one and one. They have a win over like a like Monmouth, like an FCS team, mm -hmm. and then they got they got kind of beaten up by Virginia Tech last week. Um, they have one one trick in their bag, which is they can throw the ball okay. Yep. Brent Hockman, their quarterback, is pretty solid. They can put the ball in the air a little bit. They're decent. They cannot run the ball. I think their defense is pretty poor. Um, so for me, this all comes down to the secondary playing well, uh, getting some stops, and, and getting off the field on third down. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the biggest thing here. Uh, they should win at home. I think UTSA is, uh, what are they, 12.5-point favorites? They're yep. a clear favorite in this game. Um, they should be able to take care of business. I don't think. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively right. against them. And I liked what I saw from Frank Harris taking a step forward last week. Uh, my question is going to be: Can the secondary come up with stops? Maybe turn the ball over a couple times. If they do that, it's going to be a fun night in the Alamo Dome, and they're not going to have to worry about things. But that's a big question. I think this is a really important test for them, just moving forward too, that they can close those games. That when you look at the schedule of Conference USA West teams, you should be able to say, "Yep, I can, I can cut that." Or that's an East team, yes. but I can cut yes. that off. So when I get to the difficult ones in the West, then I can say, "Okay, we feel confident that we can handle." When we this. get to UAB, right? Exactly. Exactly right. All right. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we go to SMU at Louisiana Tech, 2.30 afternoon kick on Saturday. After seeing them against North Texas last week, how worried are you about SMU's pass defense? I know you hit on this a little bit earlier. Moderately. I am I am at DEFCON 3 uh, <laughs> with there. In the sense that they like for all of the for all of the, you know, the, the point total, right? What was it? 35-12 was the final, something yes, like that. It was. Um, I think you say, oh, the defense played great. The defense kind of got torched. Now, they, they, they came up with big plays when it mattered and stuff. But ultimately, the, you know, Texas State, or rather North Texas, was able to pile up some yards. And this is a better team than North Texas. Louisiana Tech is a better team than North Texas. Yes. I am moderately concerned about the uh, uh, SMU pass defense, but we're also at the point in the season where they can do away with all those concerns if they just go out there and win against mm -hmm. Louisiana Tech. Go on the road to Ruston, get a good win. If they do that, I will, I will, I will. I think DEFCON 5 is the normal easy one. I think DEFCON 1 is the worst one. So I'll, I'll dial that thing back up and we'll be fine. I'm a moderately concerned about the SMU pass defense, but they come out and get a good game this week, then I think they'll be fine. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we head to uh, some Big 12 matchup here as Baylor takes on Kansas 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Baylor's offense over under on 449.5 total yards. I, this is another question like we were talking about with Houston in the sense that we have two results <laughs> that are so polar that are opposite. so different that they go and last week absolutely blitz Texas Southern. Hang yes. up 700 yards of total offense. It's all fun at McLean Stadium. We're they all having a good did time. Did what right? they should have done. Did what they should have done against a bad FCS team, right? They, did, they ran up the score. In week one, that offense looked like every yard was a chore, and mm -hmm. they were really struggling to move the ball. Kind of confused. With, with any sort of consistency. Now they're playing Kansas. And Kansas, in my mind, falls a little closer to Texas State than Texas Southern, but like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's gonna be, or certainly closer to Texas State than Texas Southern, but like, I don't know. It, it, this is still a bad team. Mm -hmm. Kansas is bad. 
Um, and they should be able to go up there and roll up that, the offense. This is a huge test for Gary Bohannon and how far this offense has come in the course of two weeks. I'm going to take the over because they should, and they should roll in this game. But if there are any offensive hiccups, even if they win this, I mean, I'm going to be honest, even if they win this game like 35 to 10 and they have like 410 yards total offense, that's not good I'm going enough. to be, I'm going to be pretty worried. Especially they need when, to, they need to go out there and dominate. Especially with that schedule, man, yes. it's been a cakewalk of a schedule for this them is, so far and you can't get that off. They've, that. They should be three and oh, and they honestly should have three dominant wins. I would prefer that they have two dominant wins and be three and out than mm -hmm. one. So that is going to be the big question. What's next, Pickle? And finally, we head over to uh, the SEC here as New Mexico is taking on number seven Texas A&M on Saturday at 11. What should we be looking for out of the Texas A&M offense on Saturday? Has the offensive identity changed? Right. That's my question in this one. Because I think that a a I think that a generous reading of last week's near debacle in Boulder, at least offense, or I'm sorry, in Denver, at least offensively, was they had a game plan for Haynes King. Mm -hmm. They had to bring in Zach Calzada to run Haynes King's game plan, and he's not built to run Haynes King's game plan. No. They now have a week to come up with a game plan for Zach Calzada, and that should be better. Mm -hmm. What I'm worried about is if we go here, and they're gonna they're gonna drill New Mexico. Yeah, that should. What be I'm closer. worried about is if they go out there and the offense still looks like they're running a Haynes King offense with a Haynes King offense with a guy who can't run that. No, you Zach have to Calzada's, go personnel. There. Zach Calzada's got. They have to be flexible with their offensive schemes, and they have to come up with ways that are going to uh, utilize what he does well, which is that he's a very strong arm and he's a very good. He's a, he is a guy who is, I think, more comfortable in the pocket um, and, and is running. He can run. He has that functional mobility, but I don't think they want to run him in the same way they ran Haynes King. This is going to be one of those things. I want to see them fit the scheme to the personnel as opposed to the personnel to the scheme. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we saw last week they tried to fit the personnel to the scheme and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I want to see a little bit of flexibility on the offensive on the offensive uh, game plan. Here. And I think a good thing for A&M fans too is just realizing that this provides the opportunity for A&M to kind of get a chance to get out there in real life game action and and figure that it, stuff out because the defense is going to have their day in a low There's, risk in a low yeah. risk game. Like last week, this actually is a big plus last for week. Last week should have been a low risk game. It very suddenly became a high risk game. Right. Here's a low risk game. That you can go out there and try some things to get Zach Calzada, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, comfortable before you get an SEC play and confident. You have to have the right. confidence. Hundred percent. <laughs> so I think that what I want to see is what does this scheme look like with a new guy at the helm. So there it is, your college football burning questions. We will revisit these next week and see how smart we are. Spoiler <laughs> alert: not very. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts. Um, wanted to say for anyone who has asked game questions, we will, in fact, be having a regular Mailbag Friday tomorrow, so please re-ask those in the questions. The other thing that I don't know if you're aware of, but I wanted to point out, um, you always do your yearly thing where you ask people to either be nice to refs or become a ref. Um, Aaron Flynn, he's been refing some uh, varsity games, so how cool is that? Very cool, yes. That's that's one thing that we're very, we're very passionate about. If you are, I think there are a lot of, 
uh, people who overstate existential threats to Texas high school football. Mm -hmm. That they're like, oh, like whenever like Jadon Blue opted out, they're like, oh, Texas high school football doom. It's when Quinn Ewers reclassified, oh, Texas high school football doom is doomed. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about an actual existential threat to Texas high school football, the official shortage is an actual threat. Yeah. And so everybody can do their part. Everybody can make sure that they are treating the officials with respect. I know I get mad at referees. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Internalize that. Go home and scream into your pillow. Yeah. It works. Um, they're, they're humans don't, too. <laughs> yeah, don't don't make them want to leave the business, right? Like we all have a responsibility to treat, treat officials with respect. Furthermore, uh, looking at uh, TASO, T-A-S-O, Texas uh, Association of Sports Officials. I think it's TASO.org. Uh, you can become a football referee. Uh, you can be involved in high school football. You can be, you know, you can work in football, make a little bit of scratch. You're not going to get rich, but you're going to get to have some fun on a Friday night and go out there and uh, be involved in a football game. And they will train you up and stuff like that. They're always looking for new officials, TASO.org, to become an official. So uh, that's certainly something that is very important. There are, there are a lot of games, especially you go out west, a lot of games are getting rescheduled mm -hmm. because of the official shortage. We can do something about that, A, by treating officials with respect, and B, hey, you know what, go, go, uh, go become an official yourself. It's pretty fun. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Switch cameras. Oh, we're running, we're running, we're running. Ah, got it. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. Right here. You still have your mic attached. Oh, great. We'll see you <laughs> it's mobile. Text football today. Bye. <laughs>